Welcome to After Dusk with Don Piercy, where we're not afraid to talk about things that go bump in the night. With special guest co-hosts and so much more, we're bringing you the facts versus fiction and the history of it all. Remember, it's always darkest before dawn. Tune in every Wednesday at 10.30 and get your bite. <laughs> We're picking up where we left off on After Dusk with Don Piercy with a continuation from last week. Get your bite on. ...or other animalia into its own, which mm -hmm. they believe helps <coughs> increase lifespan. And, and it's considered immortal only for the fact that if left unmolested by other animalia that will eat it, it'll live forever, hypothetically. That's what, they, that's what they've been. They have found some... That are that appear to be several thousand years old, so they can survive for many thousand, hundreds, or thousand years if they just don't get into the mouth of something that wants to eat them. So, when we talk about Elizabeth Bathory, this is why that she's such an interesting case because here it's there's historical documentation of her drinking blood and bathing in blood. Okay, but what is in blood? DNA, genetic strands, right? So and iron. Could, yeah, yes, and iron minerals and these things. But I think what maybe for, say, in this case, what I would maybe propose, and not just about her specifically, but vampires in general, that the ingestion of blood and I think even flesh, because I think true vampires probably also are cannibalistic to a point. But are they intaking... This it's what they're really doing is they're taking in this genetic material. It's sustenance. It's food satisfies mm -hmm. hunger and gives calories to burn and stuff for its existence. But it's also taking stripping out materials that it needs to help rebuild its DNA structures. Right? It, mm -hmm. it, you know, at the cellular level, it's somehow this 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 being is evolved where it can actually take us eat us, drink drink of us, and then turn itself, re like regenerate itself, right. so to speak, which hence the immortality factor. The question is, is how long can this go on? You know, can, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this a process of only 100 years? Is this a process of 1,000 years, several thousand years? So back to kind of Elizabeth Bathway, I would say that this is, to me, a very interesting case because this is someone that's exercised what I, based off of animalia that I've studied and some character and, and characteristics of many animalia through, on this world, on this planet, at, at the microscopic and and large scale kind of you know humans and this that and the other, that I do think that there's a certain amount of sustenance gathering, and this right. is why there's a, this person is a vampire. And this is why she drank blood and bathed in the blood because she was trying to do something to manipulate her body for it to continue to grow and continue on in time, right. I guess, would be okay. the, the right way to put well, it. Well, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Now, I know that, okay, for those that don't know, know you know, um, in the vampire world, you may be wondering, well, how does she know? Well, I have had an obsession with vampires ever since I was a wee little kid. And, um, you know, so I do. 
But there are, okay, Maroi and Strigoi. Maroi are like human vampires, living vampires, which I guess like what Brian was saying could have like a genetic mutation. And, um, you know, they, they can walk during the day. And then you have the Strigoi, which is more in a sense of, you know, um, they, you know, drink blood well then not only that um astral travel is also involved which is in a completely different topic which we'll get into too but since this topic's coming up um you know and that it's said that they that the the spirit of the soul of the vampire it's actually a vampiric soul can feed in another realm during astral travel. So those are the difference between now in a book that touches on this, which, you know, was exaggerated is the vampire Academy, which is a great book. And then also the book without that Brian wrote is an excellent book. And I'm putting his interview down at the bottom of this too. Um, so, you know, there's, I've, I've got, Three interviews from a new podcast that have to do with vampires. I've got, I interviewed Brian, which wrote Without, which is a great vampire novel. If you're really into vampires and you don't like sparkles, okay, but you want yes, something that's more sparkles. a little bit realistic and based on historical facts um, and ancient history like Brian studies, then definitely check out without and check out the interview with Brian too. And then also father Sebastian, um, I interviewed him at the launch of a new podcast, um, and aired it around Halloween time in 2017, which is available as well as vamp mob. Okay. Which is, um, vampire music group. And you've got to check out their videos because they rock. So, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. But that's what I know about vampires and that, you know, there are things that go bump in the night. But I've also heard, you know, around that there are even um, vampires that aren't dark. There's vampires that are Christians. There's vampires that are doctors and lawyers and just normal everyday people and like what brian said if they, if they really do exist how do we know we don't yes. know who they are would you would you it's kind of like the the scene out of Anne rice right the vampires right. playing humans playing vampires so in That's this case exactly right that it would be that humans that are vampires playing vampires that are humans perhaps something of that right you could so you could be loud and proud or you could be very just as if like nothing happened if you think about it (laughs) if you think about it this most likely you're talking about a a group of beings that have accumulated quite a lot of wealth so I oh, think yeah. by the year, this year, 2018, they probably don't have to like go to normal jobs like you and I do. I think they would sitting high and well, right? So, you know, you don't have to go out that often. And when you do, it's to go party. It's to go to the club. It's to go right, to the club right. and go hunting, right? Right. So, yes. Now, um, in the vampire world, okay, um, I, w- I want to touch a little bit about something that Brian knows a little bit more than, than I do. I myself, I went growing up. The reason my fascination was vampires is 
you know, I'm a child of Agent Orange. And my gene mutation, you know, I've had a lot of wacky stuff go on in my body. And, uh, you know, 24 surgeries later, I'm still kicking. Okay. But the thing is, is that I didn't want to be in pain. I didn't want to suffer. And I was suffering so much growing up. All I kept thinking is I wish I was a vampire. I wish I was a vampire so I wouldn't suffer anymore. That was the alluring part to me. You know. And um, so, and that's where, you know, I just started just reading and, you know, how studies take you away. But what can you tell us about um, what, what you know? As far as... So I think the community, as I stated, as I am a true believer, um, I know that the vampire exists. It's a very real, plausible, plausible biological entity. Um, And I have over the course of my life always been in, I don't know, it's hard. Like, I don't want to claim been in contact with but i've always known there's always been this presence and she makes herself known from time to time and um and and when i try to re you know when i research and and kind of i don't know you know it's difficult to talk about i i just i just know that that there are that there is thing there is some there is a group of beings and I call them beings because they may not be like us fully. Right. They may, you know, they could be something else and then inhabiting our body or they could just shape shifting, which gets into a lot of conspiracies with, with, with aliens and this and that. Um, But I, I think that there is a group or a, a, a substrata of beings that do have, and whether or not they're actually vampires, that's a question too. I just, I know that there are immortals, you know, like I, I believe I can feel that they're, that they're there. And this one in particular, like when she speaks to me, um, it's with, it's like, to me, I take it as such absolute conviction that it's hard not to believe it. And when I started researching without, which which does have, which is partially about this person. And it's not the main character. Actually, you'll have to read the book and find out who is really speaking in the book. Mm-hmm. And she's, she, she, we will be, we will be coming out with another book all about her here shortly. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but when I started really researching it, you know, I just came to this conclusion that, you know, Hey, I mean, they're just kind of like we were talking about Elizabeth Bathory, you know, that, you know, nobody's ever really explained why vampires drink blood. They all say it's like it's for this, it's for that, or whatever. But and and some and you could say yes, that they drink blood to kind of cure or kind of somehow sustain, you know, certain blood diseases or this, that, and the other. But but with modern technologies and and vitamins and access to vitamins, you don't have to anymore. You really wouldn't have to, right? So, the fact that there are still the fact is there every year two thousand and seventy nine people go absolutely missing in the United States alone, vanished, like without a trace. Okay. Um, then 
per annual in the United States, they, and this is kind of a general number, mm-hmm. but per annum, they usually fund about 40,000 unidentified human remains throughout the United States. What? 40,000 yeah. unidentified yeah. human remains? Numbers vary because sometimes they'll take they'll take them off the list if they identify, but they're saying 40,000. And this is coming from the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, according to uh, the author, Todd Matthews. Well, and he's actually the director of, of that institute. So the thing which you have to really ask yourself, and kind of I think this is part of why I believe, is that you have, and, and by the way, in the world, okay, according to um, the UN and, and according to Interpol, mm-hmm. there are 4,432,880 missing, missing people that, that are considered vanished in the past 20 years globally to date. So that's a lot of people to just poof out of the world. And if you think about it, yes, there's... There's, there's, there's serial killers and these bodies may yet to be found and there's war and there's strife and, and places like Africa, somebody goes hunting, they die and that's it. The lion drags them off, they're gone. But, but, but if you kind of, if you could just subtract some of the numbers and say, okay, well, this is accounted for and yes, the lion's got this guy or, you know, say there's satanic ritual and they buried this body. Good. That still leaves <laughs> a lot of bodies in the United States and in the world. That have got these people have vanished, and so you have to ask yourself, like, what's <clears throat> what's taking these people? Is it is it aliens? Are they victims of, of real life biological vampires? They may be. They may be, Brian, because you know what? A lot of those missing people uh, come from Indiana that have never been found. Um, yes. especially from the IU campus in Bloomington. And I'm going to tell you what, I was down there one time, I was a teenager, and there was a guy that was with us that was hanging out, and he was one of the missing that had never been seen or found again. Not only that, there was a guy that was hanging out with us, salt made him blister. He couldn't be out in the sun. He was real shady. And then, boom, he just vanished right after this Mm -hmm. guy vanished. Just vanished. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of things that go bump in the night. Thanks for tuning in to After Dusk with Don Piercy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, like, share, subscribe, and tune in next Wednesday for the next part in our web series at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month for bringing you this series, you can do so at our Anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. Until next time, keep it real.